Jam and AM Thursday. Since it's the nine days, we will um, forego our usual theme song for our very special guest who is with us live via telephone. I have been uh, mentioning to you, this wonderful audience, for weeks how the end of July is going to turn this month for us into one incredible one, even though it's dominated this month by the three weeks. Once the three weeks end and we uh, are done with Tisha B'Av, which is this, uh, which is being observed this coming Sunday, uh, we're going to be embarking on some incredible programming here at the Nahum Siegel Network, including including Wednesday morning of this coming week when JM and the AM will be our broadcast, our three our broadcast from the Nefesh Benefesh charter flight from John F. Kennedy Airport all the way to Ben Gurion Airport in Tel Aviv. It'll be carrying hundreds of people. It will be uh, bringing North American Jews from God knows how many states and how many areas around this continent to Israel permanently. And all of it, of course, is being done under the uh, leadership of Rabbi Yeshua Fass and the incredible work of Nefesh Benefesh with us live via telephone. From Israel, he is the uh, co-founder of the Nefesh Benefesh organization and its leader, and that's Rabbi Yoshua Fass, who's with us live via telephone. Rabbi Fass, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you so much, Nachum, and your listeners. It's great to be on. Good morning. Greatly appreciate that. You probably hear the smile in my voice whenever you're on the other end of the phone. You know, you uh, mentioned to me off the air moments ago that every flight has its own personality. I'm not nearly the veteran of all these flights as you are. I've only been on a few compared to you who've been on all of them. Um, but uh, but I do understand what you mean by each flight having its own personality. You seem to have some type of advance notice or advance analysis already before Tuesday's flight about what to expect in the air on Tuesday. What would you say about this specific upcoming July charter flight to Israel. Just pack one thing, Nachum, earplugs. <laughs> it's going to be one of those, huh? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's going to be one of those no-sleep flights, except to right fast. He manages an hour or two usually. <laughs> I get that hour. I sneak at that hour when no one's bothering me. Now you're, um, you go ahead. This is flight number 58. Wow. And this flight um, contains the most children <gasps> on any charter flight in our history in the last 16 years. Ever? We have 127 Ever? kids on this plane. Uh, it's, like a, it's like a school. That's <laughs> unbelievable. That is 127 unbel- kids. I cannot believe that it's the most ever of any charter flight. Yeah, no, it's, it's almost half the plane. That is absolutely amazing. 127 kids. Wow. Imagine the per- yep. imagine the person sitting in the center of like ten of them. <laughs> That's all of us. That's everybody. Just imagine the, the back of your seat. The entire plane. <laughs> the entire. Every, they'll be kicking going on in the back of every seat on the plane. Basically, statistically, they're kicking another kid, but it's okay. <laughs> That's true. I never thought of that. They might be able to keep it within themselves. Uh, this is pretty remarkable. 127 kids. Yet another flight. And I would assume. And this is one of the points I always love to make with you in advance of a flight. I would assume that the tens of states and provinces in North America are represented this coming Tuesday. How many do you think? Do you have the statistics in terms of states? Sure. What do you we have? We have, I think, 20 different places where they're coming from. That's unbelievable. 
20 we and pe- and people in this audience don't realize it. They just don't realize how so many folks There are two things. There are two things that that we often don't realize. First of all, they're coming I'll read it to you. It's crazy. They're coming from Arizona, California, Colorado, Connecticut, Florida, Georgia, Illinois, Indiana, Kentucky, Maryland, Missouri, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, of course, Ohio, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Texas, and Washington. Clearly over 20. Clearly over 20. Yeah. And the amazing thing is that people always ask me when I'm coming into the States, so you have two flights this summer? People don't realize that within an eight-week period, 2,000 North Americans make Aliyah. So this this is intense. So a flight, this flight on Wednesday is 232 people, but it's just 10% really of what's happening over eight-week period. So there's, there's a lot going on in the summer, um, and uh, we pause for those three days of dealing with a charter, but then business as usual right afterwards and right beforehand of just bringing group upon group of people and individual flights. So a lot is happening over a summer over summer period. Um, according to this, back in the very, very beginning of July, on a Tuesday, you welcomed 98 brand new OLA. I'm just giving an example of what you yeah. mean outside yeah. of the uh, outside of the charter flights. Five different LL flights carrying OLIM from Toronto, Miami, LA, JFK, and Newark arrived at Ben Grion Airport that day. The Newark flight had 74 OLIM. And the youngest was eight months old. And these, and like you said, this is this is typical of what's happening outside of these really large charter flights that all of us concentrate on every single summer. Yeah, pretty, pretty amazing, yeah. frankly. Uh, Rabbi Fass is with us. We're live. Uh, he's live from uh, Yerushalayim, getting ready to come into the New York area and fly Tuesday. Our program on Wednesday morning will, in fact, be a three-hour broadcast from the flight. I've already been informed that there are some remarkable stories and some incredible people to meet. Uh, we, of course, are always amazed by the uh, the geography is not a small point because very often, especially this audience uh, and especially those who are you know New York, New Jersey centric, don't realize just how much attention is being paid to Aliyah among Jews around the country and among Jews who may not have the same background as uh, as we're used to, who are not you know day school educated, et cetera. In fact, you've already met some this summer that are public school kids that have a tremendous affinity to Israel, correct? Yeah. yeah. There's an internship program here in Israel. We have a couple who are working with us here in Yerushalayim. Now, it's amazing. People don't realize, uh, obviously, the diversity of the affinity to Israel and diversity of the populations of who are making Aliyah. And I always love the fact that I, I think that Aliyah has prides itself as a factor, as a unifying factor. And you see that on the plane, you walk through the plane and you see people just creating relationships and talking and speaking to each other and taking each other's numbers to, to be, build friendships once they, once they land. And they're different walks of life, and it's a beautiful thing because they have the same kind of passion, they have the same kind of uh, concerns and needs and desires and dreams, and, uh, and it connects them, and it's a beautiful thing. And you see them a year later or two years later on one of our Sukkot picnics, and, and they forged a relationship from the flight, and they reunite and reconnect, and it's, it's beautiful. You know, you, um, you've always said to me, both publicly and privately, that every one of these uh, ceremonies at Kennedy Airport, um, for you, it's invigorating. It's like a fresh experience, even though this will be the 58th time that you're presiding over this ceremony, and uh, and I know that you're invigorated by it, and that you you know that's you know you you can see just how joyous a uh, an experience it is for you and your staff. What is it when you see the lone soldiers or 
families, grandchildren, who are in that Kennedy Airport area and separating from their grandparents, their parents, etc. How how do you view that whole experience? That's a loaded question, Alham. <laughs> there are a lot of different emotions. And, and there's the micro emotion, there's the macro emotion. The micro emotion is that when you see um, individuals that you've been in touch with for years, planning, dreaming, uh, orchestrating the Saliyah, and you see it, and you're there at that day, at that moment, it, it's a remarkable feeling. It's a remarkable feeling of sensing the satisfaction of these individuals and the excitement. Um, you've seen them date almost Aliyah for a few years, and now it's their marriage day, yeah. and it's and it's beautiful to see that that happening. Uh, on a micro level, it, it it you you always shed a tear to see all the farewells and the hugs and kisses and the the blessings, the brachot that are being done from parent to child and grandparent to grandchild, and that always um, tugs at one's heart. And you see, and when you see lone soldiers, you're taken by that micro snippet of seeing just the bravery and the courage and the, just the independence and the strength and conviction of individuals. It blows you away. And then you have the macro picture of just of, of pausing for a second. Uh, we, 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 we often go through life without appreciating what we have. Um, almost all of our lives, that we don't appreciate what we have. <laughs> and, and, I, and that happens personally and also happens nationally. And nationally, just to pause for a second and just to take it all in. And, and I say this at the JFK. You've been at many, uh, and I think I say this almost at all of them. Just pause for a second and just take it in the enormity of the moment. It's just outstanding. And just marvel at that miracle of being able to get on a plane and move to Israel. We're not talking about trekking through the Sudan. We're not talking about going through the Alps. We're not, and it's just, we're not talking about risking one's life by asking for an Israeli visa. You can get on a plane and 12 hours later become an Israel Yisrael. It's miraculous. Two things, and, uh, two things I must say. First of all, I will do, I'll also do a micro and a macro. <laughs> yeah, okay. On, on the micro level, I wonder how many thoughts are in the back of your head as you look at the preda, as you look at the uh, farewell, yeah, farewell between parent and child. I wonder how often you're thinking in the back of your mind, oh, I hate to tell you, older generation, but this younger generation is going to be pulling you to the Holy Land very, very soon. You, th you think you're saying goodbye and you think you're saying goodbye for a while? Just watch. You're going to be on the next plane or the one after that or the summer after that, right? I would bet that that comes across your mind once more. I think Tony Gilbert says that explicitly in his speech <laughs> at this point. See you guys next year. <laughs> Don't cry too much. We'll save you a seat. And the, and the other thing is, and this time of the year especially, you know, we're, we're, we're learning, we're studying Jewish history together this week. That's what we do here at JMDAM. And so many listeners are, are appreciating what Rabbi Wine and others have to say. And think about just moments ago, we were hearing about how Jews were forced to convert. How yeah. Jews, I mean, and I won't even go into the massacres and what Jews have had to endure over the centuries and in Galut, but where Jews had, had no choice but to convert in order to live and had to make a commitment to be Christian or to be Muslim or whatever the case was and all this stuff and the, the trials and tribulations they went through just to get through that experience and to please God end up still being Jewish at the end. And and today, as you talk about, you know, taking it for granted on a macro level, look what we have. Not only don't we have to suffer through the types of things that our 
ancestors did for hundreds of years. But we have an incredible state, a wonderful homeland, a fantastic place to live free, to enjoy our people, our religion, the growth of the Jewish world. And on top of that, one more step, and this I guarantee you we'll speak about on the plane on the air, that the entire world is at the feet of the leaders of Israel now. It's not just that we are, thank God, not being forced to convert, but at this point, world leaders are showing up on Israel's doorstep for the latest in technology, for the latest advice, and to forge a friendly relationship. I, I would hope people would get that whole concept as all of this is happening with North American Aliyah. Miraculous <sighs> times. It is simply amazing. Anyway, so there you have it. So we're that's all, what we'll speak about on the plan. Oh uh, yeah, that's going to be a big. That's going to be a big theme. That's going to be a big, especially. So I'm you, not getting a nap. Especially, I would hope not. <laughs> especially for you, by the way, because you've seen a lot of these leaders. You've been to a lot of these meetings. You've experienced, yeah. you know, what you you you've been able to speak to Israeli officials and find out what their thoughts are after all these encounters take place. Yeah, and and it's simply remarkable. The whole thing is incredible. I mean, you think about it historically. It's just you know. We talk about you and Tony and the you know the the mark you've made historically in Jewish history with this organization. Obviously, nobody's denying that, but it's really a, a piece. I don't want to say small piece, but it's a piece of such a bigger picture that's going on now. It's just remarkable. Thank anyway, you. there you have it. That, Thank you. There you have my smile and my enthusiasm. I'm telling you, you got me so revved up now. I, oh, you better I, be revved you up. You have no idea. You have no I, idea. I, <laughs> I uh, the first flight of the summer, the first charter flight, always gets us into it. Just it creates that momentum for right. the for the summer, and we all we're all charged. I mean, the entire entire staff is flying out right after Tisha B'Av, and uh, it's going to be um, it's uh, it will be a tikkun, a beginning of uh, of hopefully bringing a time that we do not have a Tisha B'Av. Hopefully, there won't even be a Tisha B'Av this year. Oh, that and, is for uh, sure. And I was telling the kids the other day, it's it's fascinating that in in religious observance or in life, we try to have this sume rava asetov, right? There's always this restriction, the balance, that fine balance of withdrawing and having the prohibitions and restrictions at the same time, right. doing the asetov of the commandments of trying to do something positive. And during these times, the three weeks and nine days in Tishabov, we so focus and we're consumed by all these negatives, the restrictions, the prohibitions, the refraining, the, the concept of avelut, of mourning, and how many think about creating that balance of the asetov, of what do we do besides mourn? What do we do so we don't have to mourn anymore? And, and it's remarkable to, to be part and to see and to witness, and you'll be next week with individuals who are viscerally connected to that concept, and are changing their lives and the future generations so that they can do the Asay Tov. How do we make sure that we do not have a Tisha B'Av next year? And that's we're building, we're rebuilding the, you know, Eretz Yisrael. And half of them are kids, as you said. Half of them are kids who are doing oh, this. Oh, I, I love it. I love it. The kids are fantastic. Noisy, but fantastic. Unbelievable. The whole thing is incredible. Everybody fast. I look forward to seeing you Tuesday. Can't wait. Look forward to an amazing show. I ready. I'm, I'm try. I I was about to bring up two more topics with you now, but I said no. We're gonna save it. No, we for- also have some good surprises. So the more we talk, <laughs> I'll, I'll probably spill it. 
I already got two notes. Please don't talk about this. So I'm not going to talk about it. I love it. And you know who's flipping me the notes. That's no, okay. Say that again. Um, how, you must know Rabbi Katz. Uh, Rabbi Katz from Malay Torah. I would assume you know him, right? Sure. From Harnov. He he spoke in at, at a Shabbat that I was at at the Stamford, Connecticut, two weeks ago. I I will share his thoughts with you uh, on the plane, Bezrat Hashem. Uh, coming up on uh, Tuesday, and then of course Wednesday's JM and the M. So yet, yet another teaser for this beloved audience. How do you like that? Yeah, we also get to celebrate Rabbi Brander's Aliyah together, <laughs> That's which will be right. Which is like a full circle for us. It's going to be extremely emotional for I mean, everyone I mean, involved. I mean, for me, it, not only do I know him for close to 40 years, which is you know that's one part of it, but we have worked so well. And in, and side by side with so many different things over the years, it's going to be a, a remarkable feeling escorting him, so to speak, uh, yep. to Israel on that flight. He and his family. Amazing. Yep. All right. So much to do. So many things on the list. I can't wait. Uh, it, it, uh, have an easy fast. You too. A safe, tr- a safe trip here. We will see you Tuesday at the JFK airport. Can't wait. Uh, Looking I, forward. I cannot see wait you. as well. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. This is incredible. This is incredible. This is incredible. Wow. Wow. I never thought I could possibly, possibly get this excited again about about my, uh, what do we call it? Faliyah, right? The fake Aliyah that we are making again for the sixth, seventh time, whatever it is. I cannot wait to get on that flight and to join all these amazing... And Rabbi Fast just reminded me, of course, about Rabbi Brander, who was, of course, on our list, as you would imagine. I just, you know... You know me. Once I get into the heat of the discussion, I forget everything. <laughs> but Rabbi Brander, of course, is going to be with us during that show. I have a whole list of stuff I want to bring up with Rabbi Fass and our guests uh, that I've been uh, either thinking about or coming across the last few weeks and months. <sighs> Do yourselves a favor, everybody. Believe me, you want to tune in on Sunday for our Tisha B'Av programming. That's for sure. We told you, New Springville Jewish Center most of the day, Project Inspire at night before the fast ends. You want to be tuned in Monday when we get back to our regular format, for sure. Who wouldn't want to be tuned into all the great music? You want to be tuned in Tuesday before I head to the airport, but boy, do you want to be tuned in Wednesday? Do you want to be tuned in Wednesday? Circle your calendar do whatever you do, whatever they do with these iPhones and fancy phones now. They don't circle calendars anymore, do they? <laughs> whatever alerts and alarms you have to set, do it. You are going to want to hear on Wednesday discussion after discussion after discussion that will inspire you, not only to possibly make Aliyah, but inspire you in terms of what the Jewish people are now in 2018. Make sure you're tuned in. Wednesday morning, 6 a.m. until 9 a.m. Quote, unquote, live from the flight. <sighs> hey, 127. Isn't that a significant number in Jewish history? Rabbi Fast mentioned 127 children on the flight. Well, one thing is good. I won't be able to forget that number now <laughs> because it's 127. I'll remember it. Without looking at my notes, which is a big benefit. <sighs> Cannot wait. Just can't wait.